Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind-the-scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Maker Mom podcast. Uh, Before we get into this week's episode, I just want to give a big shout out and welcome to DK and Kelly of Reclaimed Living Store. They're brand new patrons of the Maker Mom podcast. So welcome and thank you. Now today's guest is Amy with her tool belt and I had a fantastic time chatting with Amy who has done some amazing projects like a replica of a real live house in her basement as a playhouse for her kids. Just absolutely amazing. So I don't doubt at all that you guys will enjoy this conversation just as much as I did. Um, Now I just want to put out there a reminder, make sure you're following along with the Maker Mom podcast on Instagram. That's just at Maker Mom podcast. Love to see you there. That's where I put pretty much all up uh, coming events and such. And so you don't want to miss out on what's going on with the podcast. All right. So with no further ado, here is Amy with her tool belt. Can you introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, that kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, My name's Amy Baszler, and I'm a mom of three kids, ages nine, six, and two. Um, I work part-time as an engineer, and I love to DIY, mostly projects around the house and just things that we need. Awesome. Um, Part-time engineer, so I have to ask more on that. What kind of engineer? Um, I'm a mechanical engineer. I work at a company that makes rockets for NASA and different uh, different commercial agencies. Like we make, back when they made the space shuttle, we made the two white boosters on the side. And um, I work in the test area, so I write instructions for the technicians to test the rockets. So that's kind of fun. That's like super awesome and super technical. Uh, (laughs) uh, In case you didn't know my background, I spent quite a bit of time in the aerospace industry as well. Oh, great. Where did you work? I worked for uh, Rockwell Collins. Okay. A quality engineer. Um, And I worked with many different systems. I worked with some of their radio systems and lived in California for a bit and worked with their like optical systems, which were used on like the Mars Land Rover and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. How many years did you do that? Oh gosh. I worked there almost five years. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, um, all right. So that's awesome. And three kids. Um, so 
Let's step back just a little bit before we kind of get into the current state. What was your childhood like? Like, where did you grow up? I grew up on a farm in central Utah. Um, and so when I was working on the farm, I learned to love working with my hands and, you know, that lots of the fond memories. So I think that's where, you know, my real love of DIYing stems. And, you know, when you're on a farm, there isn't a lot of extra money. So when things broke, we couldn't go buy new things. We just had to fix it. So we were always fixing things because everything was always broken. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just a lot of small town type life. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what kind of things were you interested in? uh as as a you know as a young kid and moving into like teenage years um i oh i don't know just kidding <laughs> um well i liked working that was weird i just liked earning money so <laughs> maybe maybe that money was an interest um also, I liked woodworking ever since I was a little kid. I really liked that. My dad, before my parents finished our basement, he had a little woodworking shop down there and he had some tools. Um, he was too busy to use them, but sometimes I would sneak down there. I remember when I, I got a, a kitten when I was like six and um, sometime around then, you know, I thought the the kitty should have a table outside, right, to eat their food. So I remember going and getting scrap pieces of wood and building a little kitty table um, just with some little finished nails and a hammer. So, you know, I'm sure it looked fantastic. <laughs> but um, just as long as I can remember, that was just something I like to do. Well, that's awesome. Did you grow up with a lot of siblings? Yeah, um, I have three sisters and a little brother, so I'm number two, and the the boy is the youngest. All right, so uh, did your siblings kind of pick up any of that as well, like the kind of enjoying making things and woodworking? Yeah, I have a sister that likes to make things um, also. She likes likes to make crafts and stuff for people and and she really enjoys that um sometimes I like to figure out the things for her to make <laughs> like I'll just pass things on um because uh, she she doesn't like to figure out how like I don't know the new designs she just really likes to build and I like to figure out the new designs and I don't like to make repeat stuff. <laughs> so it works okay. out pretty, pretty well. Okay. Um, so I'm, you know, I don't think I'm probably taking too big of a leap to say that possibly uh, your interest in woodworking and making things probably translated pretty well into going into mechanical engineering. Yes, for sure. I think I've always just... Well, you'd understand, you just have that mechanical mindset. And so um, I, it, and having that farming background too, just, it really made things make sense in, in the engineering, the mechanical engineering side, you know, you could relate a lot of things with 
building and woodworking and and um, fixing machinery to the schoolwork when sometimes that was a little ambiguous. <laughs> you could just pull it down to real life experiences and then it could make sense in your head. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, some of those classes in college when you're becoming an engineer are kind of heady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, it sounds like you've pretty much been a maker kind of since you were a kid, but when would you say you got like kind of really serious into woodworking and making things? Um, when I was in high school, um, I took woodshop for some of my electives. So I took it for two years and, and that's when I started collecting tools. So that's when I feel like I really actually got into the, um, I don't know, the trade or whatever, the hobby, I guess, for me. Um, I think I, I had a really great teacher that helped us. Well, he took like one whole quarter of the first, first year, and we learned the basics of all the designs of woodworking. And so he made us um, come up with our own plans for what we wanted to build and you know he made sure that our joints were structurally good and you know you were using the common um, woodworking sizes and and stuff like that and so I think that really helped me understand the basics of making plans and then from there I've been able to use that throughout my life for all my projects but also um, just learning those basic techniques from those high school woodshop classes, you know, just that was just a huge starting point really in my maker career. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's awesome. That's a, I guess, a great start. Um, I wish I would have taken woodshop in high school instead. Um, I took uh, electrical classes all through high school. Oh, fun. Well, that's, yeah. that's fun, too. <laughs> yeah. And then you work that into your, your um, projects, don't you? I do some, and I think I'm going to be doing more with, like, lighting and stuff. And so, I mean, in that sense, it's, like, nice to have that knowledge and capability of, like, soldering and not being too, like, afraid of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, it helped the most in my kind of uh, day job type work, like when I worked for uh, Rockwell Collins and they make, mainly make like radios and stuff like that uh -huh. uh, for, for commercial and, um, you know, government uh, defense type things. And so it's all like PCB boards being populated. And um, so just like having that kind of base knowledge, like, I could talk the talk, I guess, because that's yeah, not, for sure. not stuff I learned in college because I didn't go into electrical engineering, but um, it still gave me that like broad base to jump off from. That's funny. Um, my latter part of high school, uh, well, I grew up on a, well, we, we did farming like um, land, alfalfa and wheat and stuff like that, but we also uh, raised turkeys. And um, we were building some new turkey sheds and uh, we were wiring up the sheds. And so we, you know, we did, 
we did all all the stuff ourselves <laughs> and so that I learned how to wire then and I I thought I wanted to be an electrical engineer um, I started that in in college and then um, programming hit me and I was like nah I don't like you C++ <laughs> so <laughs> I shifted courses real quick <laughs> You know, and that's funny, too, because I actually started college um, uh, because I really enjoyed taking those electrical classes in high school. And so I thought I was going to be an industrial tech teacher. Oh, okay. That is what I was going to do. And that lasted like a semester into my sophomore year when I started doing like the teaching classes and realized I was going to have to deal with like high school students and decided that was not <laughs> that was not what I wanted to do. So <laughs> hey, at least it's not middle school or junior high. That's <laughs> yes, true. Very, very true. Um, but yeah, so I hear you the changing the changing path once you realize, yeah, maybe that's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for those of uh the people who are listening who might not uh be following you like on Instagram. Can you talk maybe a little bit about, because I believe you have a, a DIY blog, correct? Yes, hertoolbelt.com. Okay. And so what kind of things are you doing on the blog? What kind of things are you sharing? Mostly um, I share free building plans for DIY furniture, um, like console tables and tables and Oh man, there's a lot of tables. <laughs> Just, um, you know, useful things for around the house. I have kids' furniture and different things. Um, but also, I go into like some DIY tutorials for different, like fixing up the house. And, and then sometimes I do things that are insane, like, you know, building a playhouse in the basement that looks like a house. <laughs> I, I was hoping you were going to bring up that project because <laughs> I'm just like blown away that it, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, like you should pause the podcast right now and go over there and check that out. Cause it's crazy. Like, where did you even come up with that idea? Well, Pinterest made me do it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I don't know. I have just seen those in home shows over the years. And, you know, of course, you know, people share those on, on Pinterest too. And I've just thought that would be a really cool idea to do. And I have kind of a, my basement's unfinished at the, right now. I'm hoping to chip away at getting it done. But um, I have this kind of odd space where you come down the stairs and then there's a, a wall and then you go there's like another uh, nook that goes underneath where the stairs are and I just thought well this would be the perfect space it's such an odd place and um, it would be a play area anyway so why not make it look like a little house and you know it'd be kind of like the dream space for the kids <laughs> and possibly keep all the toys in there <laughs> has that worked out i have to ask has that worked out that the toys have stayed inside the playhouse yes the toys that are downstairs have stayed in the playhouse um there's a few in their rooms that 
you know, that I haven't <laughs> been able to get down there yet, <laughs> but um, it has worked um, really well. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And now sometimes the friends like to come over and play. Um, so that that's fun for the kids. Yeah. Is that the biggest project you've ever done? Um, yes, I think so. I did an outdoor, um, like play set that was like a clubhouse and it was a, you know, a decent sized project, but it was not as detailed as the, the basement playhouse. So yeah, I think it probably is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, like, basically you had it, would you classify it as all like carpentry work? I mean, you were basically like you had to have framed out walls and everything, right? Yeah. It, yeah. Just a lot of carpentry work. Um, I really only had to build two walls. Um, but of course, you know, I have to throw in a little extra, make it a little harder than it needs to. And I did some pop outs and stuff like that. <laughs> Can't just keep it easy. <laughs> um, so basically, two walls uh, that, that uh, connected to existing walls and then I had to do all just like a mini house uh, do all the drywall I added some insulation do electrical didn't have to do plumbing so that was that's always a plus um, and I didn't have to do roofing <laughs> but uh, it was it was fun practice I think for um, finishing the rest of the basement there was just a lot of you know, things on a smaller scale that I would be doing again um, in the whole basement. So I, I thought it was really good practice and, and fun too. I definitely would call you like a total, total superwoman if you had put like a mini functioning sink in there. I know I should have, but I was afraid they would like um, flood the basement. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is a very valid fear. Especially since your youngest is two. I think yeah. Is well, happy. and they love having tea parties. So, I mean, it would be fantastic if the little kitchen, you know, worked and, and stuff. That would be awesome for them. I just, I was just nervous for myself. <laughs> I totally understand. So, I have to ask, do you know, has anyone uh, who's, who subscribes to your blog, has anyone else built it? Yes, one girl was in the middle of um building her house and and so I think they I don't I don't know if it's completely done but they um were were adding that in and I don't know if they were just framing it in at the moment or or totally finishing it but they they were working on it so I that's was thinking, awesome. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you had the blog? Um I think I started in 2013, so I'm on my sixth year, I guess, and okay. it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, is it, I mean, is it something you're doing for fun, or are you also like, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, making money. Yes, making money, <laughs> making money off of it. Uh, yeah, I I started it as as a business idea, um, probably just, you know, a small business idea, but, um, I was already building, um, furniture for my house, um, 
we had been well a few years before that we bought a bank home bank owned house that wasn't finished so we finished the house and moved in and then um i just started chipping away at building the furniture uh, at that time i quit um i had a i had a baby and then i so then i quit working um to stay home with the baby and um that's when i started making the stuff for the house and i would draw out my plans on my little gridded engineering paper <laughs> and you know mark out all my dados and and my material lists and and all that and um a few years after that um the blog started to get really popular and people like anna white started you know she was sharing um diy plans and stuff like that and and i was like oh that would be a good way to you know share these plans which i was just giving to friends that were wanting to build things anyway so i was like well you know why just have these in my folder i might as well get them out there and if anybody else needs them that'd be great um and so i've never really wanted to like charge for my for my plans it, that's never really been a goal um i like to provide them just you know to help out the community and then you know, I make money off um, the sidebar ad, sidebar ads, and you know it's a little bit annoying for the user, but you know they get the plants for free, so it's probably a good trade off. So I, I have always, you know, thought of it as a business, just not a huge business. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you do YouTube as well? I, I, I want to do YouTube. I have done some videos, and I think. It really adds to the um, experience and the build. You know, I get on YouTube all the time for things that I have questions on. And so I think I need to have all these builds on, on YouTube. So I have been recording things. I'm just really slow at editing. And so it, it takes me a bit of time to get the videos out there. But that is a goal um, and a way that I, I'd like to go with my blog and my content. Is there any uh, thought about, um, so right now you're basically doing like engineering part-time and kind of the, the blog part-time. Um, is there any thought about going full-time with the, the blog and content creation? Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I just, just do what I can <laughs> with the time I have, you know. Um, when when you're just trying to juggle life you just do the best you can with what you can um i know people are super dedicated to certain areas and i just kind of like to do it all <laughs> maybe not very good but <laughs> uh keeps life interesting um i didn't really seek out the part-time engineering job um my old company called me they were really behind on um, man hours and, and so they they needed some extra help and um, I thought that would last for a year maybe but it's been over two so <laughs> um, I'll see how long that goes I don't see that going on for a really long time so I'll probably just be back to being a mom and content creator in a little while hello maker moms this week's episode is sponsored by Carolina Boots as most of you know, one of the most important tools a maker can have is a good pair of work boots. 
Carolina Boots has been making safety footwear for Maker Moms since 1963. And you can get 10% off your very own pair by visiting carolinashoe.com and using coupon code MAKERMOM10 at checkout. These boots are made for function, not fashion, and they are built for her work. Okay, okay. Um, so you mentioned earlier that basically you were like in high school when you started kind of growing uh, tools, right? Yeah. Getting a whole tool collection together. So what is your shop space like? <laughs> a mess. Oh, I mean, it's so clean. Uh, <laughs> um. Well, like you said, I, I or um, I started collecting tools when I was in high school. Like, I think I was probably about fifteen. My parents started giving me tools for Christmas and birthdays, and um, my first tool was a scroll saw, and that was fun. And then I got a little um, small belt sander and you know orbital sander, and all you know, just been collecting. But um, right now, I have kicked out our cars into the driveway and <laughs> I've taken over the garage um I would love to have a great dedicated shop space at some point in time but I don't know when <laughs> um but I'm hoping to get my shop more organized I've been building um oh I've got plans and I'm building um some like tour organizers so they can make sure I know where to put back my tools because <laughs> half, you know, you hate to be finding, trying to find your tools if you need it right then. Um, but I think that will really help with the shop organization and the flow of, of my space. Um, but yeah, the poor cars, they just have to be outside. <laughs> hey, I totally get it. And depending on where you live, a garage is like optional anyways, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Winter's uh, a little bit rough. We get a lot yeah. of snow. So, yeah. but yeah, I uh when I was living out in California, our house had a garage, but we realized quickly like actually most people in our neighborhood turned their garage into like like the den or like the game room or whatever yeah. and just parked outside anyways. So, you know, I basically did the same thing, um, turned it into the shop, part shop and part laundry room, which was an interesting combination. At oh, time. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dust is great on laundry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, but it wasn't a big deal. But now that we live back in Iowa, it's like, well, in the winter time, it would winter. be nice to, to park inside. <laughs> yeah. So are you in a two-car garage, one-car? Um, so my home has two car garage and for a while, uh, I was doing work out of it, but I was lucky enough to snag, uh, somebody else's two car garage, uh, as a shop off of Craigslist. They listed it for rent and. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, there's downsides and upsides. Downside is like, I don't really like if I need to work into late night hours, that's not as available. Yeah, um, or easy to do. Um, uh, but the benefit is sometimes it's like, well, because I have to leave and go there, like the distractions of home don't follow me because it's mm -hmm. you know off site. You don't have to get a cup of milky in between Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that part's nice. 
Um, so what would you say is like, maybe like one of your favorite kind of go-to tools? Oh man. Um, obviously the drill gets used a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's just one basic tool that everybody should have in my opinion. Um, but I, I love my table saw. Um, I bought when, when saw stop came out, uh, years ago, um, that the Delta cabinet saw was, was kind of a staple in every, every school and, um, saw stop came out and all the schools were like, well, we need this. And so Delta had this huge liquidation cell. And so I got this great deal on it. <laughs> and I just love that thing. It's just, you know, it just makes, um, building larger furniture so much easier and there's so many things you can do with it. So, um, I think that's my most cherished tool. <laughs> Man, I wish I would have been paying attention cause that's like a brilliant idea on a way to get a rather expensive sometimes yes. piece of equipment for a decent price. Yeah, it really, I mean that you can't, I was looking for one and I just couldn't have gotten luckier. That's awesome. Um, and the Delta, uh, the cabinet saws are, are pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got the large, uh, I have a large 54-inch fence, you know, um, table off to the side, and so that. That's nice, yeah. Just great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you rip your um, plywood on it, too? Yeah, do I do. Have, okay. I mean, if I have, if it's a little bit sketchy, I'll use a circular saw, um, but, you know, I, I prefer to, to use the table saw if I can. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, so you've been collecting for a long time, but I'm pretty positive there's still probably something you don't have that you want. So what would be something that you're kind of next at the top of your list? Uh, well... Um, I, you know, my old scroll saw has gotten old and I want one of those, um, I, I need to upgrade my, my scroll saw. <laughs> um, they're, you know, they've got some neat, neat features and, and even like, um, just this week I was, I was wanting a barrel grip jigsaw because <laughs> they're supposed to be able to cut straighter than a than the, an old style uh, jigsaw that the blades flare out. I just have a long list of tools that I want. <laughs> Are you still uh, like most makers and still getting tools for like Christmas and birthday? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I you know, um, my family, my husband, they all know that you know flowers just aren't for me, but I'll take tools. Any day. <laughs> exactly tools are i love good. flowers i just feel bad that they're in a vase and they die but you know tools yeah. they just they can make so many cool things that's right it's it's the gift that keeps on giving exactly yeah exactly well okay so three kids uh engineer maker blogger how do you manage all of that and keep your sanity? 
Um, some weeks I don't. <laughs> um, I just, you know, um, especially in the blogging world, as I've learned more about blogging and gone to conferences and classes, they're always like, schedule, schedule, schedule. You need to be consistent and and this and um, if you want to be successful. But I just... I just can't. <laughs> I know, I know I should. Um, I just have to do what I can do, you know. Things happen, like, sometimes at work, things are due, and that really is due. And, you know, I have to skip a week of, you know, blogging or, or whatever. And, you know, of course, you've got to support your kids, because that's what really matters. <laughs> so, it's just, you know, it's a balancing act, and and um i often and i often am just running from fire to fire in you know in my mind <laughs> but um i just do what i what i can i don't have any good tips on that <laughs> that's fair i think just surviving is a tip sometimes yeah yeah what would you say is your favorite part about being a maker, woodworker. Um, I love, I love coming up with the the plans for the project, and I love building the project. Just like taking that raw lumber or sheets of plywood, and then all of a sudden you've got this amazing thing that will be so helpful. A lot of my stuff is very practical, um, and you know that's going to help you in life and it's just going to make things easier um and so i just i just love that process of making making it come to life really um i hate sanding <laughs> and and i am not a good finisher that's always such a struggle for me but but uh creating and and uh building it that's that's my real love for the for the um I don't think I don't think anyone past the age of like four actually enjoys sanding. Like, I think the novelty wears off past the age of four. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Some people on Instagram claim to like sanding. <laughs> they're lying. <laughs> yes, I think they're all lying. Just. Um, yeah no <laughs> some people some people maybe and I think it depends on how you sand I will put that out there like, yeah like just using orbital sander on a flat surface for like ever is I don't think anybody really finds that fun mm -hmm. but um like I use sometimes I use um like the sanding stars Oh yeah, like the flap disc things. Uh huh. Um, for sanding like small things like spoons and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. that can be kind of fun because it like it's fairly quick, and um, you know you get like results pretty quickly. Right. Yeah, but it's the when when it's like okay, I just did two hours of sanding and I have two more hours of sanding to do like yeah and then yeah. you find a swirl mark yeah finish and you're like oh <laughs> yeah but but that's when I like force myself to like step about 10 feet you know about well not 10 feet about five feet away and look at it and I'm like if I can't see it it's fine yeah yes <laughs> that's like one thing um 
I, I don't often make things for people besides family because they can deal with my imperfections. Um, but I always, you know, worry about that when, you know, other people want things made. It's like, you know, there's a, you have a certain standard that's good enough for you and you just worry. I don't know. In my mind, I worry about that. It's like, you know, where is the standoff distance on, you know, when you're making things for other people? And, and I totally get that concern because I've had that battle in my head, but um, like I tend to, I mean, I do make things like for my kids and my wife, mm-hmm. not, not as frequently as I would like, or probably they would like, but, um, but for the most part, what I make is like for, to go out to be for sale, like yeah. in retail spaces. And I, at first I was like killing myself because of that thought, right? Like it's gotta be perfect because I know myself, like when I go shopping for furniture or anything out of wood, like, man, I'm taking like a microscope to that thing. Yeah. And, and then it was like, but no, after like interacting with enough people at like pop-up sales or like craft shows or whatever, like they don't see that because Mm -hmm. they're not, they don't have that trained eye to see that yeah and so I'm like why am I killing myself especially like if I ever want to be even remotely profitable I can't kill myself Mm -hmm. in the stuff that's like the most labor-intensive part of the job so like I've started when I sand now I just like I'll sand I don't, I never do anything less than up to 180 grit, but like once I hit 180, uh, you know, I I start to feel it and I'm like, what does it feel like? Like, what would it feel like tactically to somebody? Is this pleasing Mm -hmm. at this grit? And if it's not, then I go up the next grit, you know, but I basically, I go until I'm like, no, that feels good. And I think that would feel good to anybody. And so I just stop. I don't go like crazy with how high I go and I do the stand back test because I'm like you know those instances where it's like a 16th of an inch off and you can see it they're not gonna see it yeah they're just because they're not looking for it Mm -hmm. so I honestly think it's like almost easier to make something for somebody else than for myself because I'm super critical on myself yeah, that makes sense. All right. What's your favorite part about being a mom? Um, I think the kids are kind of funny. They, you know, they just say that, well, kids say the darndest things, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, they're just fun. And it's fun to see them grow and, you know, um, and learn things and and just, you know, hit their accomplishments and, and, you know, see that they can do a lot of things, I guess. Yeah. Um, and yes, kids are super funny, especially little kids. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so you've basically, I mean, you've been doing woodworking for a long time or a decent amount of time. Mm -hmm. Has there been any challenges or barriers you've faced being a female woodworker um no um and you and you probably well I don't know I 
I won't assume, but I've been in the um, a male-dominated industry like almost my whole working life. Uh, you know, I I was the only girl that graduated in, with seventy-two boys in my engineering class, um, and then work. You know, there there were some female engineers, but not a ton. And there's getting to be more, but um, I I have never made that an issue in my mind like um i worry about how well i'm doing and you know my progress and um i don't i don't worry about any you know remarks on that um you know if there's sometimes there's a you know something in passing or something I, you know i just don't dwell on that it's it's just what I can do, um, and, and how I'm growing and if I'm getting better. So I don't know. My advice really is just to not pay attention to whatever, the other, what other people are doing. It's just how you're doing and how you're progressing. I think that, uh, can be applied really well in social media stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, because that can be really hard, uh, especially if you're trying to make a business out of it, getting into that kind of like comparison of how well somebody else is doing uh, instead of focusing on what you're doing and uh, presenting. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's really hard because you, you, you have friends and you have people you look up to and you're just like, oh, well, they can do all this other things or, you know, it's easy to compare. But like you said, it's, it's just not good. <laughs> no. And, and I think that is a, I mean, I think that's a good point. Like you said too. I mean, like in your kind of day job world as well, like if you're focusing on, if you're growing your own skills and your own knowledge, um, it makes it easier to kind of block out that noise around mm-hmm. you. Yep. For sure. Yeah. So what would be something you hope that your kids learn from watching you make all these things? Um, I just want them to know that they can do anything they put their mind to really. Um, I just hope that they have the can do attitude and know that they can, they can do it. It, you know, there's your ceilings is only as high as you make it or allow it to be, I guess, really. Um, There's always a way. Well, usually, <laughs> but uh, just just knowing that they can do it if they put their mind to it. Uh, have any of your kids started taking an interest? Oh, they love selling my tools. <laughs> 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 um, they haven't gotten into like using power saws yet, but they'll definitely do smaller stuff. And um, we'll do little kits, like sometimes, well, my son, I got him the uh, subscription kit for like Tinker Toys and stuff. And um, and he really likes that. And I think he's going to enjoy making things. Um, and like in, in Scouts, they've made some little things and they've, you know, he's enjoyed learning things. And, and sometimes we'll make totally random things like, roly-poly houses I don't know what do you guys call pill bugs or whatever the, I don't do you have the ones that little uh they roll up in little balls yeah yeah we I think we just call them pill 
pill bugs, but yeah. Okay, so yeah. Uh, we call them roly polies, I guess. <laughs> and so they like to they like to build little houses uh, for their roly polies that they collect uh, with <laughs> scrap wood, and <laughs> sometimes we'll go all out and paint them and and put some detail into them, and sometimes they're just very crude. But um, you know, we just we try and do little things and. and and I try and uh, teach them uh, some skills here and there. But I think we're at that point that we'll start really getting into it soon. Mm-hmm. All right. What kind of advice or uh, maybe words of encouragement would you give to a mom who wants to tackle a new skill like making or DIY? And they're kind of hesitant to get started. Um, I find this all the time, and you probably do too. Um, but people are like, oh, I want to make this, but I just don't know how, or I'm just nervous to start. And, I mean, we are so lucky with, like, the amount of resources that are available to us right now. I mean, you can jump on Google and find um, websites and, and YouTube has so much information on how to do things. I, I look up things all the time, but, um, you know, with tools, it's just a matter of like, you've got to get your hands on one and you've got to start, you know, you've just got to try it. They're not as scary as, as you think. I mean, obviously you've got to obey their safety rules because <laughs> they're, you know, a lot of the tools have certain safety um, protocol with them but um, if you're really getting wanting to get into building and or woodworking or whatever I think there's so many like technical colleges that are or, or schools that are um, pretty available that you could go register for a class and you know you can get started there and there's just there's just so much at our fingertips that it's it's unreal yeah, I would agree. We definitely live in a time where there's probably more resources now for sure than there were like 10 years ago um, mm-hmm. to to get into pretty much any kind of making you would want to do. Yeah. Uh, is there any other uh, maker moms or female makers that uh, you kind of really admire and look up to? Um, I have, through blogging, I've just met a lot of um, fun friends like uh, Jen Woodhouse, Anna White, Jamie Castiglio, um, Corey Decker, uh, Katie Cleveland. You know, there's just a huge list of these friends and they're they're just all amazing um, makers and we're all kind of just like, you know, juggling through life and, you know, um, you know being moms and and uh and stuff but i don't know it's just fun and i know the instagram community you you can meet all kinds of uh, makers and you just kind of get your little tribe of people that you don't you really they're your like friends and it's it's kind of funny because they feel like you know virtual friends (laughs) but then every now and again you get to meet in real life and and that's really awesome too (laughs) It is. Yes, it is. All right, Amy. Well, where can people follow along with you if they aren't already following you? Uh, my website is hertoolbelt.com. And then 
I'm on most of the social medias as her tool belt. Um, my YouTube channels, her tool belt also. So um, you can follow along with any of those that, that you love to follow. Um, awesome. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Well, thanks for having me. This has been fun. Yeah. All right. So again, that was Amy with her tool belt. Um, I will include all the links to follow along with Amy for Instagram and her blog in the show notes. Um, as always, you can go to www.makermompodcast.com. Uh, that will redirect you right now to Freeman Furnishings homepage, upper left-hand corner hit podcast. And that takes you to all the show notes, including the ones for today's episode, which I just really enjoyed. I hope you guys did too. I think um, Amy has an awesome story, you know, from being uh, a mechanical engineer uh, to DIY blog content creator to woodworker since a child to mom of three. Um, seems like she just does it all and she's absolutely amazing. So thank you very much, Amy, for being a guest on the podcast. Um, and until next week, I will see you all later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Music